What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Lost Lifting Talk. Today, we're going to take a deep dive into training. Now, if you have been training for a little while and you're frustrated because you don't feel like you are seeing the results that you want to see, if your goal is to put on a little bit of muscle, to be able to lose some body fat, to create some definition, to create the athletic look that you're shooting for, and you are struggling, I'm going to pinpoint probably what's happening inside of your training that is stopping your body from making the adaptions that you want to make. And believe it or not, these situations and these issues come up in most people's training that I program for after working with lots and lots of people every single month and every single year for the past few years, you start to see a trend and you start to see where people are slipping up in training protocols and training strategies, which is stopping them from creating the body composition that they want to create. So there's going to be a lot of value here for you if you are struggling with your training or you're not sure if you're doing things correctly to create the result that you're looking for. If that result is to build some muscle, lose some body fat, create definition, or create the toned appearance that so many of us are shooting for, then we're going to dissect that and give you a solution to your problems to be able to correct and go into the gym and start smashing it and creating the result that it is that you're looking to create. So there are five specifics that we're going to touch on. Let's just get started. All right, point number one, if you are struggling to lose body fat, to create some definition, to look leaner, one of the biggest issues that I see, and this one is very common in ladies, it happens in guys too, but it's doing far too much cardio or group classes. What I'm saying is we need to lighten up the cardio and group classes and put more of an emphasis on actually lifting weights. What you don't understand when it comes to cardio or doing group classes, they're great. They're designed to get your heart rate up. They're designed to get your blood pumping. They're designed to burn calories. They're in a group atmosphere a lot of the times. And that's a lot of fun, right? But if the goal is to build some muscle, to create definition in our bodies, we need to be focused on building, on lifting weights, excuse me. And when it comes to building muscle, it's hard and it takes a lot of consistency. You have to contract the muscle and you have to progress those contractions over time, meaning you're either using more weight, you're doing more reps, you're getting stronger in some sort of a form. And when it comes to group classes, there's no direct correlation to progression. It's all about basically beating yourself up in a, to an extent of getting your heart rate as high as possible and making you feel like you worked out to get your endorphins pumping and, and feeling like you just accomplished something. And that is amazing. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. And if you like doing that, 100% continue doing so. But if you are putting more of an effort towards cardio or group classes in that way, instead of more effort into actually getting into the gym and lifting some weights and progressing and getting stronger over time, and you are frustrated with how you look because you're not creating the definition or toning your body like you want to, that is probably the biggest issue that you have going on is that you're simply not creating progressive overload over time um, with the body parts that you want to build to look the way that you want to. So running doesn't create definition. Spinning doesn't create definition. Definition is simply building some muscle and losing some body fat to show that definition, to show that muscle mass. So some practical, a practical takeaway for you here. I like to program three strength sessions for every one cardio session. 
in that rough ballpark. If you've got three strength sessions to two cardio sessions, just fine. If you've got four strength sessions to one to two cardio sessions or one to two group classes, just fine. But the take-home message is simple. Focus more on strength training and progressive overload and getting stronger over time in movements that are going to build the specific areas of your body that you want to emphasize more than just getting your heart rate up in a cardio environment or inside of a group class. And I know that's tough truth for a lot of us. We like the cardio. We love doing that. Absolutely, you can do it. But just understand cardio doesn't directly correlate to fat loss or to building muscle. Cardio correlates to burning calories, which is amazing, but we have to make sure that we are on top of what we are consuming in terms of calories, just as much as we are on top of what we are burning in terms of calories. And then to actually create change in our body composition and to add lean tissue, we have to be strength training, contracting the muscles over time and making those contractions stronger over time so that the body has to adapt. The only way to truly do that is to strength train, is to incorporate progressive overload with a smart training program that has you creating progress over time and getting stronger. So you can absolutely do cardio, but just try to shoot for that ratio of three strength sessions for every one to two cardio sessions and you'll put yourself in a much better position to create change in terms of your body composition to look the way that you actually want to look. Number two is getting more consistent with simple compound movements. What I see a lot of the time and with talking with clients who are just onboarding to come into my program to um, get training or to get programming done by me is always switching up the movements and never staying consistent with something for long enough to be able to progress out of it. Now, there's this myth that's gone around for a long time that we should be confusing the body in each workout to make the body have to respond and adapt. But what we know through research is that the body responds to progress, meaning sticking with key movements of some sort of a variation of like a bench press, a shoulder press, a pull down, a horizontal row, a squat, a deadlift, and sticking with the same variation of those exercises for anywhere from a four to 12 week period will put you in a much better position to know that you're progressing because you can track your weights inside of those exercises to ensure that you're either using a little bit more weight, you're adding a few more reps uh, to whatever you're doing to force your body to keep adapting on the way. But if we're switching our exercises and switching the movements every single session from week to week, there's no real form of, there's no real way to be able to to gauge progress, to know if you're truly progressing, to know if your body is truly having to adapt to that progress to get better, to build lean muscle, to actually get the result from your training that you're actually looking for. So it's not that you have to keep things consistent forever and you can't ever change things up, but keeping workouts consistent for around a four to six week period at a time and progressing those workouts in terms of either weight being used, reps being performed, amount of sets being done, time under tension, all of these different types of progression schemes that we can use is going to put you in the best position to be able to actually create results from your training and know that you're creating results because you know that you're progressing from week to week because we can track those exercises consistently to know what numbers we, did, we need to hit in an upcoming session or know how many reps we need to hit in an upcoming session to make sure that we are actually progressing over the long haul and that's what's going to force our body to adapt so you need a plan you need a program structured programming will change the game for you if you have if you have the knowledge to take the time to write out your own programming 100% do so it's well worth the time invested if you're not sure how and you're really serious about what you're doing you need to 
work with somebody or purchase a program or get individualized programming from somebody that can set it up in that sort of structure for you if you are looking to maximize the amount of time that you're investing in the gym to ensure that you're creating the result that you want from each and every week. Number three plays off of number two, which is putting progression systems in place. So number two is getting consistent with simple compound movement patterns. Number three is putting progression systems in place, which is basically what I just talked about there, talking about either adding weight to the bar over time time, adding reps to particular sets over time, adding sets to particular exercises over time. You need some form of progression over each week to ensure that you are progressing, to ensure that your body is adapting. So typically how I like to do that is the first big compound movement of the day, whichever body part I'm focused on for that particular day will be a movement where I'm adding weight to the bar each and every week. Then for the accessory movements for the day that come after the big compound movement that's in the five to eight rep range, the accessory movements that come in afterwards that are somewhere between the eight to 20 rep range, I'm usually trying to add reps to those movements for a four week period. And then the isolation stuff, like if it comes to arms or lateral raises for shoulders, calf raises, leg extensions, leg curls, that kind of stuff that's for just single body part movements, I'm either adding reps to a particular exercise. Sometimes I'm adding sets to that particular exercise. Sometimes I'm even adding weight. So it varies a little bit with the last exercise, but the accessory movements are the movements that complement the compound movement. Those I'm usually adding reps, the big compound of the day, I'm usually adding weight to the bar over time. And then as I'm stalling or plateauing and can't add anything, that's when I'll start to switch out exercises. Typically for me, when I program for myself, I'm changing up compound movements every eight to 16 weeks. I'm changing out accessory and isolation movements usually every four weeks. So that keeps things fun, keeps them dynamic, keeps them ever evolving, but I'm still ensuring progressive overload over time in those movements because I'm giving myself at least a four week period in all those movements to be able to create progress in terms of either adding weight, adding reps, adding sets, adding time under tension, all these different types of fashions that we can add in order to make sure that we are actually creating progress over the long haul. Number four would be understanding and learning how to gauge your intensity inside of your workouts. So the big question for a lot of people is, well, how much weight should I be using, right? When it comes to ladies, we typically think, well, I should do high reps for really lightweight if my goal is to tone because that's going to tone the muscle. Well, at this point, hopefully you understand all that toning is, is simply building the muscle and losing the body fat around the muscle to be able to create definition, which we deem as the word toned. So knowing that we have to understand, knowing that building muscle is a part of toning, you have to understand how to build muscle and building muscle comes in a spectrum. It comes from doing rep ranges in like the six to eight rep range, the eight to 12 rep range, and the 12 to 20 rep range. So if the goal is to tone, it doesn't mean you should just use lightweight for really high reps all the time. That That's not adding the variety that you need and the variability to be able to emphasize and benefit from all of the different factors you can bring in to be able to build muscle at a little bit of a faster rate to be able to create the progress that you want to in a shorter amount of time. So what I'm getting at here is when it comes to intensity, we want to make sure the majority of the work that we are doing is somewhere between that six to 20 rep range if the goal is to put on some lean muscle tissue. That's just the best rep range for hypertrophy in most cases. It's an adequate amount of volume to be able to force an adaption out of your muscle. But knowing that doesn't mean you can just choose a random weight and do it for eight reps and call it good. 
what you want to shoot for in terms of rep in terms of intensity is understanding reps in reserve. And all that reps in reserve is, is understanding how many reps you have left when you decide to quit on an exercise. So for me personally, when I program for myself and I program for a lot of my clients that have a little bit of experience in the weight room, not a ton, but at least three to three months to a year's worth of experience in the weight room, we work off of reps in reserve over time to understand if the sets that we are doing are hard enough and we're using enough weight. So typically I'll start a week one program with reps in reserve on most exercises around roughly a three or four. And all this means is that when you finish an exercise, you should be using a weight that has you, if you're supposed to do it for 10 reps, after that 10th rep, you should have somewhere around three to four reps that left in the tank that you could have done more. And all that this does is ensures that you worked hard enough that you're going to create a response from the muscle tissue, but at the same time, you didn't work so hard that you're pushing recovery to be a little bit harder and you're not leaving yourself room to be able to progress in the next week. Because we know in the next week, week number two, we want to come back and be able to do these exercises, but we either want to be able to add a rep to the bar, a rep to the set that we did, or be able to add a little bit of weight to the bar to ensure that we are creating progress over time. So when it comes to intensity, it's understanding that we don't want to go too hard, too fast and push to failure in weeks one and two, because that doesn't leave us much room to be able to create progress in upcoming weeks. But it also doesn't mean that we want to be leaving six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 reps left in the tank, because then we're not giving enough intensity to actually create a stimulus in the muscle that's going to force an adaption over time. So it's finding that sweet spot. You don't want to push too hard in red line, but you don't also want to not do enough to where it's not actually going to create a response in terms of building some lean tissue inside of your body. So starting most of your programming around a three to four reps in reserve on most exercises will give you the room to be able to progress in upcoming weeks, but it's also going to be still hard enough, not too easy to where it's going to create a response inside of your body composition. So we're going to be able to create progress. It's still hard enough to be able to help you build some muscle and you're using the most efficient practices possible. You just have to be a little bit more intentional with the weights that you're using. So you don't want to finish a set and let's say you did it for 10 reps. If you had another 10 to 20 reps in you with good form, that exercise wasn't really doing that much for you, right? So it's understanding that, okay, I can up the, up the weight and understand that doing three or four, leaving three or four reps left in the tank, those exercises, those sets are still going to be challenging. If you're making sure that your form is on point and you're only leaving three or four reps with good solid form left in the tank, it's still going to be challenging. It's still going to tax you. It's still going to be hard enough to create a response from your body. So understanding intensity, understanding if you're leaving five, six, seven, eight reps left in the tank and all of your exercises that you're not really going to create a response. But at the same time, if you're always redlining it and pushing everything to failure in every single set, well, then you're pushing too hard. and You're not going to be able to create progress in terms of your sessions from week to week. So just understanding there is that sweet spot and learning to work and build up the sweet spot over time is key to creating long-term results in terms of your training. So if you've made it this far and you have mastered these four things already, you're doing them correctly, you are have a good ratio between strength training to cardio, 
you are getting consistent with simple compound movements and doing them over time. You have progression systems in place. You're using those progression systems. You understand intensity. You understand how not to redline it, but you understand not to take it too easy at the same time. You found that sweet spot to be in the RIR of anywhere from four reps in reserve to one rep in reserve over time, and you still aren't creating the exact result that you want to, it most likely comes down to your nutrition. So it depends on what your goal is. Are you staying consistent inside of your calorie intake to create the adaptions that you're looking to create? Are you staying consistent with eating enough protein every single day to support recovery, to fuel your workouts, to help your body be able to build lean tissue like you were wanting? So that's really all that it comes down to. If you are being super consistent with your training, you're nailing those big blocks down each and every week and you aren't creating the results that you want to, it could be that you're just not being patient enough in your training to actually see the results. Results take time, right? And the more advanced that we get, the longer those results take. It takes more and more patience, the longer and longer that we go. So understand that's a big key factor as well. But if you are being patient and you feel like you aren't creating the result that you want to still, probably lies in your nutrition. Understanding calories in versus calories out. If you're trying to lose body fat, you've got to be in a deficit eating less calories every single day than your body burns. If you're trying to build muscle, you need to be eating slightly more calories than your body burns each day to be in a surplus to give your body enough energy to be able to build muscle at an optimal rate. And you've got to make sure that you're eating enough protein. Somewhere between 0.7 to 1.2 grams per pound of body weight is generally the best. The leaner that you are, the closer up to that one gram per pound of body weight you can lie, the more body fat that you have to lose, the closer down to that 0.7 per grams per pound of body weight is the place that you can lie in terms of protein. So that's really all that it comes down to if you are nailing those big pieces day in and day out. And another factor could potentially be recovery. Are you making sure you're taking deloads over time? Are you making sure that you're periodizing your training over time? You're not redlining it in terms of just pushing your body to the absolute max to where you're not actually able to recover to be able to create the adaptions because the body grows and the body progresses through recovery, not through the actual stress, but from recovering from the stress. But that's a whole nother episode in itself that we can talk about later. So I really appreciate you guys for tuning in. Hopefully you took away something from this episode today about training. If you have questions with your own training, if you're struggling inside of your own training, if you'd like some help from me, feel more than welcome to reach out. My email is always down below. You can shoot me whatever questions you have, and I'd be happy to reach out personally and help you the best that I can. And as always, if you guys found value from this episode today, I'd be super appreciative if you could take a screenshot, put it on your IG story and tag me in it, or just send it to a friend that you know is struggling with their own training and could use some advice as well. It just helps the podcast be able to grow, to reach more people, and we can continue making content for you guys and helping as much as possible. So I appreciate you all. Thanks for tuning in. I'll talk with you soon.